0: happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show boing we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me
1: fine how's it (laughs) going you have a great show of a big fan boing so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle
0: Sharpono! It's all about the Charbonneau, dude! Succulent fish, what?
2: We ate 20 before we nerd.
0: Oh listen, shake
2: your I'm shaking like a dog shit seed! <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Top men. <laughs>
0: And we are into the second hour. It is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about the most important things that are going on in the live fire industry today. So happy to have you aboard here. If you're just coming in for the second hour, you missed the first hour, don't worry. We are recording both video and audio. Most of you are doing audio at convenience, so you'll get the hour number one on Thursday now you'll get the hour number one on Wednesday. You'll get hour number two on Thursday. We'll talk about Friday here in just a second. The show coming to you live and direct from
1: Palm City, USA, Cleveland.
0: So to come on the show this evening, the Embedded Correspondents. And we say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook.com slash Show. You can watch on twitter.com slash BBQ Central Show, or you can watch and take part in the poll question of the week over at youtube.com slash at BBQ Central Show, where we get the update. I'm asking everybody Have you ever eaten questionable shrimp or prime rib at a script club? 75% of you are saying nope. Thank God. Again, I thought I was going to be in the far minority on this, but it appears that the yeses are in the far minority. 25% of you are saying yes, you have eaten the questionable shrimp or prime rib at the script club. Matt Osmond is it unofficially unofficial Memphis correspondent. Maybe it's in the works. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, episode 318, taking you back to January 26, 2010. Being featured this week is the, I'm going to say, self proclaimed winningest man in barbecue, the pitmaster of Jack's Old South, Myron Mixon. You know, this is really weird. Understand that on Friday, specifically on this coming Friday, The interview that you will be hearing will be celebrating its 14th year anniversary. 14 years! On Friday, it will be January 26th. 14 years removed. Myron Mixon was on the show. It was a Tuesday. And we were talking about how his 2009 competition season had wrapped up. Here's some insight, just in case you were wondering what 2009 looked like for a Younger, 14 years younger, Myron Mixon, 2009, found him winning the Memphis Barbecue Network Team of the Year again. He finished 22nd overall in the Florida Barbecue Association, and he finished 35th overall in the Kansas City Barbecue Society's Team of the Year points race. Again, Team of the Year in one sanctioning body, top 22 in FBA, and top 35 in KCBS. So I will always say that when it comes to the greatest barbecue competitor of all time, uh, Doug will sit here and tell you it's Darren Worth, blah, blah, blah. If you go back over the body of work of Myron Mixon when he was really putting that work in, he was winning across all sanctioning bodies. Memphis Barbecue Network, he was winning KCBS championships, he was winning Florida Barbecue Association championships. He was also then winning Memphis and May championships. By the way, Memphis Barbecue Network and Memphis and May, mutually exclusive, sound similar, sound like they should be connected. Not. Memphis and May is a self sanctioned event, it's not even sanctioned.
1: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: A lot of people think that Memphis and May is sanctioned by the Barbecue, uh, Memphis Barbecue Network. That is not the case. Memphis Barbecue. Memphis in May is a self-sanctioned event. Memphis Barbecue Network, something completely separate. And as we've come to find out over the last couple of weeks, we'll actually be sanctioning Smoke Slam, which is the new Memphis event. Anyway, let's get back to what Friday's episode is going to look like. We talk about Barbecue Pitmasters, the TV show. It's also a great point in Myron's career where he was, Getting quite a bit of celebrity attention, believe it or not. Yes, those words, celebrity attention for somebody in barbecue. What do I mean by that? I mean, people, as in paparazzi, were taking pictures of him getting in and out of cars, if you can believe it. We talk about that as well, so you want to tune in for that. Great interview, always gives great interviews. So if you weren't around 14 years ago, you can catch up this Friday, look for it. You have to subscribe to the podcast in order to get the best of. You can subscribe to the show by visiting thebbqcentralshow.com slash subscribe. And if you want to hear a guest or segment that you think has been lost in the archives, you can email John, J-O-N, and let him know, I'm sorry, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know you would like to hear this guest or this segment once again, and he'll do his best to meet your expectation. Dennis from Colorado emailing the show. Greg, love the new mic and the new 2024 grooming. Now with both ear monitors in, that slick mic, 2024 kicking with style. The Arden slash GE Smoker was put to good use this weekend with temps at negative 11 in Colorado. I loaded two racks of ribs. Yes, both cut in half. And in five hours, Michelle and I had hot, smoky ribs. I then loaded a pork shoulder up and let it ride. Now, this is a very interesting portion of the email because this is what Christy Vanover said she really liked most about the indoor smoker. I really enjoy the low-temp holding, allowing us to finish the cook and then hold for hours until dinner. The counter space is 16 inches high by 16 and half wide by 20 deep, so similar to a microwave but not as wide. GE verbiage on the size, quote, it's a small footprint, large capacity, can fit three racks of ribs, baby backs, a brisket, doesn't say what size, a whole chicken, up to 40 chicken wings, or 14-pound pork butt. I've never seen a 14-pound pork butt. The same results consumers demand from a traditional smoker, but with a fraction of wood pellets making it more cost-effective and efficient, plus... A pellet capture system extinguishes used pellets and collects them in a water tank for easy disposal. Just ordered. What? Oh, I just ordered two of Jess's chili boxes. Can't wait to try. You're going to love them. As always, her segments are great. So much fun. And you're right. Photograph rules. Yeah. No kidding. Barry was a great guest. So interesting. I had a version of the gooey Sando that you mentioned. My mom would take the roast, grind it, add mayo or Miracle Whip, and then top with ketchup and a pickle. In my youth, me and the boys would go to the script club, not eat there. But when we got home, we made a Sando of toast, peanut butter, and A1 sauce. What?
1: What are you doing, Dennis?
0: Awesome show, Greg. Regards, Dennis. With the minute 45 I have before we get to the embedded correspondence, I have to be honest. I'm coming to you from a brand new computer. Why? You know why? Because a cat pissed on my computer. A couple weeks ago, I was noticing that the computer was randomly shutting down. Maybe I mentioned this last week. I can't have the potential during a live show of the computer just blue screening out. So I call the computer guy. He says, hey, I'll hook you up with the new one. I said, let's look at the old one that I'm bringing in, too. I might want to use it as a production piece, offload some of the weight on the main show computer. And then he called me back after he had a look at it and said, well, this thing's got water damage in the bottom. I said, water damage? Uh-oh. I know there's no water in the basement, but I know what's in the basement. Jeff, I hate to tell you this, but that wasn't water in the bottom of the computer. It was cat piss, and that was messing with the power supply and some other things. So they cleaned it out, dried it up as best he can. Can't guarantee that it won't happen again, but that's not the streaming computer anymore. Now we have the Tower of Power 4. Besides, Tower of Power 3 was going on four years old anyway this one is uh, 60% better than the beast of Tower of Power so we should be set for another three or four years and this time I have it protected I have it up off the ground all of this and by the way there has to be something wrong with one of the cats because the peeing it hasn't just gotten incrementally more we've taken the throttle and moved it up 75%. Peeing upstairs on the wood floor in the kitchen. Becky catching one of them in the corner. It's a lot. I'm at wit's end. Somebody's gonna have to come over and help me kill these cats. And I can't be the one that does. I need plausible deniability. So if you want to help me out, I got five bucks burning a hole in my pocket. Believe me. Doug, get up here from San Antone. You're the trapper of all trappers, but I don't need you to trap them. I need you to kill them. (laughs) Embedded Correspondents are loaded in. We'll get to them here in a second. Before we do that, Franklin Barbecue Pits. Let me make a plea. All of you folks out there that are in the barbecue supply store biz or you're in the specialty fireplace biz and you're looking to bring in some cookers, you want to become a dealer of some high-level stuff, allow me to pitch to you becoming a certified Franklin barbecue pit dealer. It's very easy to do. Go to franklinbbqpits.com. There's a dealer application form. Fill that out. Then kick it over to my my, uh, my guy, Matt Gase. He will take it from there imagine being able to showcase this wonderful steel offset american steel quarter inch for the most part anything that sees heat is going to retain it it's not going to chip it's not going to just whisk away into this arctic blast that we've had up in cleveland the last few weeks it doesn't matter what environment you're in Once this thing gets up to temperature It's going to hold the heat It's going to be a consistent cooker And you have the showpiece of showpieces on your floor I wanted to take 5-10 minutes To become a certified Franklin Barbecue dealer When you fill out that application and send it in Work out the deals with Matt And then you're off and running Now you can advertise on radio Everybody knows who Aaron Franklin is Tell him, yeah I carry the Franklin Barbecue pit Come on over and see, It the thing sells itself Again, that's franklinbbqpits.com, franklinbbqpits.com. Go to the dealer application link, print it off, fill it out, and then send it back up to Matt, and away you go. We're back with the embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show.
0: That's when I gotta make a note, huh? This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable Outdoor cooking device on the planet currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner, professional, it's a cook you want to add to the arsenal. You visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the barbecue central show sent you, and you'll be very happy about that. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, and that, of course, means we have the embedded correspondence. Joining us here this evening, we have Doug Scheiding right next to me from Texas and John Solberg's right below me from Michigan. And there he is, Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue in the great city of Utah. We have a slew of surety questions to get to here tonight, plus some additional topics. But before we do that, we have a YouTube poll question. Wait, hold on a second. John, with your ears, is my mic hot? Sound good? What do you think? From my seat right now, it sounds perfect. Perfect. All right. So we'll leave it at that, and I'll edit that out so nobody can hear that. Before we get into the surety questions, we have a YouTube poll question of the week spawned off the heels of the end of Jess Pryle's segment last week. So we're asking everybody this, and we'll start with you, Douglas. Have you ever eaten questionable shrimp or prime rib at the script club? Yes or no? I have to say yes on that one. Wow. You and 23% of the other voting public. (laughs) John, yes or no? I have not. No. Mm. Rusty, ever eaten questionable shrimp or prime rib at the script club? Uh, I didn't know they had it, so no. Mm. No. I got to be honest. If I thought any of you guys were going to be eating at the script club, I thought it was going to be Rusty. Like, hell yeah, man. Food, naked broads, whatever. I mean, I'm sorry, but I didn't I didn't think Doug was going you know, to... Are you offended, Rusty?
3: No, I. It just. it's kind of cool because I can go now. Like, oh, honey, I was a strip club because have you had
0: the burger at, at American <laughs> Bush? Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah, the the free gentleman's prime rib every third Friday of the month. Why not? So uh, 23% of folks are saying yes, they have eaten at a strip club. And seventy-seven percent of us are saying no. We have not. Go ahead, though.
2: In in my defense, There's no defense it happened it. in Vegas. Yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like Hangover, but anyway, so, what? But not quite that bad,
0: Doug. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, of course. <laughs> no, no defense. All right, let's go ahead and get it on with the surety questions. We'll start with Rusty this month. Rusty 100% yes or 100% no. Matt black will be the new favorite color for grills and cookers in 2024. Yeah, that's it's the coolest color. All right. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Matt black will be the new favorite color for grills and cookers in
1: 2024. 100% no. Douglas
0: 100% no. Agree
2: mm-hmm. with John. All right.
0: I'm going to make it a split decision here tonight. Doug and John are going to be on the same page, but I'm going to team up with Rusty. Well, I don't think it's the best color ever. It failed on Peterbilt trucks, which are not grills, by the way, but they tried to do a whole blackout wheels and blackout whole thing for the truck. The gr- Anything that was chrome on a Peterbilt, they wanted to black out. I thought it was going to sell like hotcakes and it failed miserably. not saying that's going to happen in the live fire world. I'm with Rusty. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards the Matt Black and we'll see how that works out. Uh, No mention of Matt Black at the CES from Christy Vandum. By the way, Rusty, I had your girlfriend on in the first hour and she said she thought there were some pretty cool things at CES, but no mention of you. Are you offended?
3: Um, I always am offended. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Next question for John. 100% yes or 100% no. You are fully aware of who Andrew Zimmern is? 100% yes. I am aware. Doug, aware? 100%
3: yes. Right.
0: And Rusty, you are fully aware of who Andrew Zimmern is?
3: Of course. Absolutely.
0: Well, this is unanimous. I also was aware of who Andrew was, so good to see that we're right there. Doug, you have a favorite show that he does?
2: Well, he used to do a show, I think it was called Bizarre Foods, yes. um, where he would travel around. And and, and uh, also, I like it. He's a guest appearance when they do like the best thing I ever ate. So a, a, uh, he's on there quite a bit. So I like his, his kind of uh, technical nature.
0: Rusty, do you have a favorite Andrew show that he does?
3: Yeah, his new one the live fire cooking one outside it's really cool does like rabbit and
1: different things like that it's kind of a cool project
0: john your favorite andrew show
1: it's got to be bizarre foods yeah that was wild stuff back then
0: yeah i'm a bizarre foods fan i always thought it was in the same vein as uh, oh my god uh Anthony Bourdain's Alton Brown. Uh, no, no, oh, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain's kind of thing. Not in the same like attitude, but kind of a similar, you know, topical concept, something like that. So, a uh, big fan of that show. He should. His production company should get my show on one of his networks for crying out loud, and sell me a TV show. We'll talk about that when he rebooks on the show. Uh, Doug, this is your question: 100 percent yes or 100 percent no. You were fully aware of who Barry Enderwick was before he made his debut on the show last week.
2: Absolutely no, and I'm still not 100% sure who he is, although I did listen to the the segment.
0: John, 100% yes or 100% no, you were fully aware of who Barry Enderwick was before he made his debut on the show last week.
1: I I was one hundred percent aware, and I was surprised to see found his way to your show somehow.
0: Rusty, yes or no on Barry Enderwick? Hell no, I don't know who that is. No, Rusty, before you mute yourself or unmute yourself, you don't know who he is still. Like you haven't caught up to the podcast, or I you know that. now? I haven't got that. Haven't got to that
3: podcast yet. Yeah. So, I will know eventually, obviously, but right now, no
0: clue at all. John, how did you find him? You knew him. Oh, wait, 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 wait. By oh. the way, before, I mean, I have to answer this. It's weird for me, right? Because I'm the guy that ended up booking him. But before I found him, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I, I know, obviously, right? But it it, what, he, it wasn't on like a radar thing, and then I decided to book him. I just... I don't, I don't even remember how I found him. How did you find him, John?
1: Some months ago, a couple years ago, a friend of mine, an Instagram friend from the United Kingdom did a guest spot on his channel. And I found, and I just, she was on there and I started like, what's this sandwich of history? And I just kind of picked it up from there. So I've actually been following him for a couple of years, I want to say, you know, time goes by fast, but it's, it's, I always thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't even know there was enough to make a channel out of it.
0: I mentioned to him, during the interview last week that I thought the concept would easily translate into a hugely successful TV show focusing around two or three old timey sandwiches. You do the history and then you end the show in his kitchen or some type of commercial kitchen. You make it like the recipe and then you do his plus ups and stuff like that. I thought it would be a winner. He didn't seem to think it would be a a winner at all, but I talked to Sam, the cooking guy over the course of the week he believed that that would be a, a winter tv show and then he continued to show me some other guy that's got a sandwich tv show that i've never heard of do you think that would be a good tv show john or better instagram concept
1: i think it's a better instagram concept personally but i think as we evolve we're evolving away from tv in this format anyway hmm. so i'm going to stick with instagram
0: doug you think it could make a compelling tv show
2: Yeah, or uh, even like a YouTube channel that kind of focused on something like that. So,
0: yeah, I I think so. Rusty, you don't know him, but do you think you could find a compelling content that focused around old-timey sandwiches? Compared
3: to the shit they have on Food Network right now, it (laughs) would win a fucking Emmy.
0: (laughs) All right, let's talk about Food Network for one second here. Rusty, let's stay with you. If you were program director for a day, would you kill all the competition stuff and bring back the cooking shows of Bobby Flay and Michael Simon and Tyler Florence and a bunch of other people that I grew up on? Am I being nostalgic and wanting to see Food Network go back to cooking and teaching or is competition where it's at and that's where you'd like to see it? What would you do?
3: competition sucks it was good when iron chef did it and you could watch iron chef but then you want to watch mario batali and you want to watch like good eats and stuff. that's that's the jam that's where you want to be and if you want to get away you can watch iron chef that's how it, that was the golden age
1: and to me it always will be john if you were food network program director what changes
0: would you make immediately
1: Oh, I'd be dusting off and going back to the old days. I'd be buying out Julia Childs and Graham Kerr even. Mm. I'd have some nostalgia on there. You know, go back to, to all of those cats. Rusty probably knows more of them than me, but you know what I mean? I'd be going all old school cooking.
0: Doug, what are you making changes to on Food Network?
2: I would bring back Alton Brown in a big way. I loved his Serious Eats and and his shows, and even his even his uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. I loved that show. So right now, I I watch regularly uh, Beat Bobby Flay and and his Triple Threat. Even though it was a little corny in the beginning, I I, I watch it more for the techniques that uh, that Michael uh, brings and and the competition that they have. Absolutely,
0: I don't like any of the competition shows. I hate them. By the way, if given the choice to bring back the original Iron Chef, where you had the overdubs of English people, and you had uh, Masahir Marimoto and the French chef, and you know all these great Asian chefs, I would much rather have that than any American version of Iron Chef with uh, Flay, Simon, Battali. Uh, throw that out of here. Give me the original back. That was stupendous. And then I would want to see the cooking shows again. Bring me back Rachel Ray. Bring me back Ina Garten, of course, because she's awesome. Always looking for Jeffrey, of Jeff- course. Yikes! And uh, no Giada. She's in inter- not that entertaining. But uh, I liked uh, Tyler Florence was great. I didn't mind Guy Fieri's Big Bite or you know whatever his first. I'm going to show you how to cook. I thought he had a pretty good show there too. So that's what I that's what I would do. I would definitely. Tear out all the competition stuff immediately. All right, next question. We go back to Rusty. 100% yes or 100% no. The Weber Searwood will sell better than the Weber Smokefire. Yes. Come back to you for insight on that second, Rusty. John, yes or no? I'm, I'm going to go no. I'm going I'm to say no, it's mm. not. Doug, the Weber Searwood will sell better than the Weber Smokefire. I'm going to say yes it has to. In Doug's line of thinking. How could anything sell worse than the Weber Smokefire? It it was it should've been renamed the Weber Dumpster Fire. It was terrible. I get it was a uh, you know, we're, we're bringing it to the, we're solving all ills and all, it was terrible. This appears to be a much better effort. Time will tell, of course, but I don't see how it couldn't sell better on the sheer fact of how bad smoke fire was, that this would encourage people to buy a better version of a Weber pellet cooker. Rusty, what do you think will lead to more sales this time around?
3: Uh, I just remember that release being super junky, you know, and I don't <laughs> re- even remember the smoke fire recovering. So if it's still a thing, great. I just think the searwood is cool and gets really, really hot. I, you know, it's, it's a interesting, it's just, I don't know, these kind of cookers just, I don't like them in the, in the first place. So I was just kind of giving the searwood the edge because in, I thought it was the only one that still existed. You don't, don't like it because it's gimmicky, so. you think? yeah all gimmicky stuff sucks you know and i didn't know like i said smoke fire i thought that died i thought that died on launch i didn't know i thought it was like the challenger you know space shuttle i didn't know that was uh a thing anymore john
1: i it, i just think there was so much negative publicity at helped sales <laughs> right back in the day and this one like who heard of this new one no one why because mm. nothing bad's happening mm. and i think uh People have lost their taste for it from Weber and have realized that Weber just can't probably put off these kind of products like they think they can.
0: Let's go to John. John, 100% yes or 100% no. The General Electric Indoor Smoker will be a breakout success in 2024, yes or no? 100% no. I think it's going to remain a solid niche player. Mm, all right. Rusty, yes or no on the indoor pellet smoker breaking out. Yeah, I think it will be cool. It's like a thermal air fryer but smoke version. Dog 100% yes or 100% no, the GE indoor smoker will be a breakout success in 2024.
2: It's possible we have another split. I'm going with John.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I am inclined to split for splitting sake. However, it's got a few things working against it. Here are the things that are great. It's cold right now. Okay. I mean, very cold. It doesn't make me urgent to get outside and do a long cook or a short cook for that matter. So having a potential option indoors that is going to produce a good product. And by the way, unofficially official correspondent from Colorado, uh, Dennis Busso, has one and raves about it. I just talked about it at the top of the second hour. If he's giving it kudos, that holds a lot of weight with me. That would be like John or Doug or Rusty saying this thing is great. So that's, those are the positives. And it's not that much, especially when you look at that other AI-powered grill they were hawking for 3500 bucks. This was like a grant. And decent amount of food capacity. Where it loses me. Is it's 40 pounds. You know, I'm a pretty strong guy, but 40 pounds is 40 pounds. And then it takes it's a counter space confiscator. I don't have endless counter space in my kitchen. In fact, I don't have anywhere where I can really think I could put this without having to take something out that I will probably use way more often. So then what does that mean? I might have to take it down to the basement or I might put it underneath the counter and the the cabinets down there and for me out of sight out of mind so i fear i might not lose it or i might not use it because i just don't see it and it's too honking to just be out on the counter space that i don't have otherwise for the amount that i'm going to use it so for that i'm going to say no john what do you initial prices doug raise your hand so i can call on you in an orderly fashion please yeah oh doug yes tug
2: The price is already thirty percent off, so it's off to a roaring
0: start. All right? Fire sale already on the indoor. John, what do you like or not like?
1: I don't. Same reason as you. It's a counter space killer. Mm. Don't don't want it in my house. I don't want a wood fire in my kitchen. I don't care what it's contained in. To be honest, it's mm. still a pellet grill burning in my house. Uh, I know it's safe. I'm sure it's all vetted out, but it's like, I just, I'm going to go outside and smoke. I don't care how cold it is.
0: Doug, you said it wasn't going to be a breakout success. What kills it for you? Uh,
2: I'm just not that interested in cooking on such a small type of device on my counter in my kitchen. And if depending on, like you say, the, the counter hog, depending on how tall that thing is, it might not even fit under, under yeah. most kitchens. Hmm. And you'd have to have some, you know, special table and just seems like more of a pain in the butt. It is
0: 16 inches high. So I'm not sure where that fits into most people's countertop where the the next cabinet would be. Uh, Rusty, you were saying it would be a breakout success. What do you like about it specifically?
3: So a lot of times when you're cooking for maybe you're just a married couple without kids or my kids who only only tater tots and Rice Krispie treats, um, you get an alder plank, put a salmon on it, stick it in, cook a salmon. You could do chicken. You can reverse steer a steak at home. You can cook smoked burgers in the house. Mm-hmm. You can do you can do lots of things. And you just don't do it because, I mean, I, I'm with John. John and I live in the same place. It's cold as hell outside, but I'm not going outside to light my pit. If I don't have to, if it's just sitting right there, you know, because I have several times, you know, put like two, like some wood chips, you know, in the bottom, lit them, put them in my oven and did a little smoker there. It'd be really nice to have something that I don't have to do that with, light up a pit in any kind of capacity outside that's bigger than I need it. You know, I don't need a big old pit for, you know, a smoked salmon or a chicken breast or a reverse ear steak or anything like that. It's nice to have. Uh, vegetables even better vegetables would be a great thing to like smoke Vegetables, smoke uh, cauliflower in it things like that I think it'd be a really cool tool John you ever
0: lit a pack of wood chips in your oven
1: no not inside the house no. I have in my gas grill yep. but not inside
0: alright uh, that's going to bring us to our first break here guys so go ahead and chill out while we talk about our pals over at Big Papa Smokers Listen up, gang. Our friends at Big Papa's have something special just for you, the listeners of the show. Whether you're a seasoned pit master or grilling newbie, Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop shop for all things barbecue. For their championship rubs, mouth-watering sauces, essential accessories. They've got what you need to take your food to the next level whether you're on the competition circuit or in the backyard. Here's the cherry on top. Big Papa Smokers offering the listeners of Barbecue Central Show an exclusive deal. Use the promo code REMPE at checkout. That's R-E-M-P-E. And you'll get $10 off your next $50 purchase of rubs, sauces, or accessories. Imagine the possibilities. Evaluate your ribs with Big Papa's sweet money or add Big Papa's desert gold to your chicken or better yet, Pick up Double Secret and put it on your steak. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com and start shopping today. Don't forget to use the promo code REMPE at checkout, R-E-M-P-E, and claim your $10 off your next order of $50 or more. Also, don't forget to check out the full line of recipes at CookingWithBigPapa.com and follow them on socials. We're back with more embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. Be right back.
1: You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Well, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm going to have to figure out exactly what files aren't haven't been properly rerouted as I got this new computer back up because they don't play in the thing when they're not found and we just skip right into the next segment. Anyway, we're back with the embedded... Cor- that seems so weird. We're back with the embedded correspondence and we just talked about the indoor smoker and now we have a new surety question. We started with... Was it Rusty with the indoor smoker? Yes, yeah, so we'll go to Doug, I believe. Hey, Doug. yes or 100% no. Memphis and May selling their headquarters but remaining as a tenant is a sign of financial insecurity. I'd say 100%
2: yes. Sounds very KCBS-like. All right.
0: Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Memphis and May selling their headquarters but remaining as a tenant is a sign of financial insecurity. 100% no. 100% john yes or no
1: that in itself i don't see it as a sign i mean companies do that all the time they build new buildings and then sell them and then lease them back to themselves are they financially in some kind of issue yeah i believe so but i don't think i they're related but
0: they're not this is a loaded question so it's a no to the question itself on his face yes yes, yes uh we're split i agree with them. Going back to John, one hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no. John, you like the name Smoke Slam for the new Memphis barbecue festival? Yes or no?
1: One hundred percent no. Mm. Sounds way too much like some eighties big time wrestling in a big arena <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> WW whatever.
0: Doug, yes or no on the Smoke Slam? Sounds like a cigar meetup. No. <laughs> mm. Rusty, 100%. Yes, or 100%. No, you like the name Smoke Slam for the new Memphis Barbecue Festival.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. There's a lot worse. A whole lot worse.
0: Uh, I agree with the first two. I'm not a fan, I think, from a set-yourself-apart standpoint, and you're dealing with the renowned Memphis and May. Is it a catchy name or a gimmicky name? Yes, What do we know about WWE or any of that wrestling stuff? Gimmicks win, of course. you got to gimmick up. You're going to be the gimmick guy, whatever. In this instance, I don't know if gimmick gets you where you want to go. I would anticipate at some point if this thing becomes a success, maybe there's a name change down the road, but we'll see about all that as we get through the years here with this. Uh... Rusty, you like it because it is a, a nostalgia wrestling thing? Is that what it is?
3: No, it's just it's just a name, you know? It's like it's just we'll all forget about it later. We won't even think about it. It's just like, you know, if you name a kid, name it Steve. It don't matter. It'll be a Steve its whole life and you'll know no different. It's just a name, man. Just
0: call it whatever. Call it Barbecue Comp, and I'll be happy. Yeah, how about that? Barbecue comp. Rusty. Now it's your turn again. 100% yes or 100% no. Haters of Smoke Slam, the event, only hate because they feel they have to. Their feelings are not based on any type of fact. I would agree with that 100%. Right, John? 100% yes or 100% no. Haters of the Smoke Slam event only hate because they feel they have to. Their feelings are not based on any type of fact.
1: I'm gonna roll the rusty. I'm going. I'm going with rusty. Yep, that's that's the truth. That, you know what I mean,
0: John or uh, Doug? Yes or no?
2: I think I've been a hundred percent different than
0: Rusty this whole time. I am going no. Hmm. Mm. We'll be coming to you again here in a minute. I agree with Rusty and John. Hate all you want, but until the first version of this comes off and you now have quantifiable results to base your hate or love for don't hate it. I think you're hating it just because either people are telling you, you have to hate it or you're personally feeling some type of a vendetta against Memphis and may granted it, it continues to be very odd that it's going up against Memphis and may in the same weekend. I know John said a month ago or two months ago, look, this is business. This is just the way it is. You're not going to be doing it uh, in successive weekends or anything like that. You're going to go head to head. And a part of me really likes that, by the way. But I think there's no fact to hate at this point. And really, when you start to look at the nuts and bolts of it, there's a lot to like about it as you read it on paper. But proof is in the pudding, ultimately. Doug, why do you say yes
2: I say yes, because there's too much smoke on the river, maybe a new name, from the standpoint of how MIM got kicked out, in my opinion. Someone I think said it was, or insinuated it was an inside job. And what is the saying that they always say? Follow the money. Mm. So I think there's plenty of reasons to say that they have other reasons to hate it.
0: All right. Go to John. I think I'm losing my order here. I should write it down. One hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no, John. KCBS regains the confidence from their barbecue team and actually gains popularity in twenty twenty four. Yes or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no head dude this, are you kidding no no it's not don't even get me started All
0: right? no <laughs> doug kcbs regains the confidence of the barbecue teams and actually gains popularity in 2024 <laughs> no wow. no no it's a two-time laugher let's see if we can go three-time laugher uh, rusty yes or no
3: I got to say something about that last one though real quick and it kind of ties into this one we're, we're complaining about a barbecue contest and they're slipping away every single day we need to like stop bitching about stuff mm-hmm. and accept the fact that there is one and that comps are getting shut down still to this day and we're in soon we're gonna have like none to really go to so i mean smoke slam if it's memphis and may if it's whatever just shut up and go cook it it's you know we need these man Everyone, chill out. And yeah, KCBS, they'll be all right. They'll be good.
0: Will they regain
3: popularity this year? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it all eyes on them. So if they can pull it off and do something good, I think that's a lot of attention they're going to get. Um, I think they need to step up some things. Like you know, uh, we have a lot of rib contests. The new Rib Association. They need to step up their rib program as far as contests goes. They need to do those little things to you know get them back on track. I've always said the backyard barbecue contest or the or the way of the future to get us back into the KCBS Pro events, and they need to do things like that. And like I said, it's it's theirs to
0: to screw up right now, and I, I feel like that Rod will do a good job. As we sit here, January twenty third of twenty twenty four, I'm going to agree with John and Doug. I think it's too early to say a that all of the teams are going to buy back confidence into the scoring system, especially what transpired towards the end of last year. But I'm not saying that it's insurmountable as well. And I couldn't possibly sit here in good faith and say that the KCBS is going to gain popularity this year. Their goal, the stretch goal, should be gaining back popularity. The goal should be to be flat, not lose. Like Rusty just alluded to it, you're losing barbecue contests left and right for a variety of reasons. You got to figure out what those reasons are, plug those holes. But you got the goal has to be to not lose anything before you look to grow. If you continue to lose barbecue contests and the the pool of contests continue to get smaller, at some point it goes away. So uh, I will remain with a no now, but Certainly, nobody's more hopeful than me that we would see a resurgent KCBS and whatever that looks like. I don't care who's in control. I don't care who sits on the board. It doesn't make any difference to me as long as it goes in the right direction. Whoever can get it there, I'm a fan of because a long portion of the show was competition related and a lot of people liked it. And it was fun talking to competitors. It was. And then it became unfun for a lot of different reasons. So if we could get it back or recapture a little bit of that magic and see it go in the other direction again, finally, I'm all for that. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no, you will watch the Jess Pryles TV show when it airs.
2: Absolutely, and I hope she brings the same fire she's been bringing to this show for the
0: last year. Rusty, yes or no? Hell yeah, Jess has got the riz. I'm going to go first before John. Yeah. One of the few I will actually go out on my way to watch. John, 100% yes or 100% no. You will watch the Jess Pryles TV show when it airs.
1: Wait a minute, Doug. Doug's shaking his head. He's already shaking me off here. Like I'm I'm gonna c I am i am going to i do not have television. So it's like I don't have TV, I'm not watching it. And if I did have TV, I ain't saying. So but no, I'm not watching it because I don't have television. It's just a thing. I, I don't
0: have it. I can't propose a hypothetical to you if you had television, would do you think you would watch it, yes or no?
1: Would I go out on my way to watch Just Prowls on TV? No.
0: Get that weak stuff out of here. <laughs> Get that weak stuff out of here. Get
1: that weak stuff
0: out of here. 100% yes or 100% no. Rusty, we'll end it with you. Photograph is a better Def Leppard song than Pour Some Sugar on Me. Uh, Yeah, 100% yes. 100% yes. Not close. Not close. Not close. All right. Doug photograph is a better Def Leppard song than pour some sugar on me. Absolutely. It's not even close. John photograph is a better Def Leppard song than pour some sugar on me. hundred percent. Yes. Well, this is what we call unanimous because we know where I'm sitting. Poor sense. All right. So that brings a wrap to the 100% of surety questions. I'm looking at time. I want to make sure we got enough time for promo and we think we do. Let's tackle this topic. I don't know what everybody knows about it, but I had a guy beginning of the year three weeks ago. He's the owner of Kevery grills. And I'm wondering where this cooker is. Where you think the experts in the industry, leading opinion makers in the live fire industry, Doug, John, and Rusty, where do you think this fits into the live fire landscape? Doug, we'll start with you.
2: I'm not sure it does. I think the use of charcoal is still it, it's it's doesn't appeal to a lot of people. Um, a lot of my female friends. And even, even myself, to me, it's like a, a nice glorified barrel that has nice shells. It looks nice mm. and, but it's not something that I would want in my arsenal.
0: Just because you're a pallid guy? No,
2: no, no. I, I, I don't mind. It's just, it, yeah, it's, I'd rather use wood chunks. If I'm going to, if I'm going to have something like that, I want to use solely wood, wood chunks. Mm maybe charcoal to get it lit but otherwise no charcoal's dirty
0: rusty what do you think kevery grills fits into the landscape of live fire
3: uh it's go so two-parter here it's gimmicky in a way you know it's trying to be all things at, at one time but i think going camping with something like this would be really really cool i think it'd be a great camping Uh, stove I took it down because it could do all the things and I could just use it as a stove as a griller as all the things I need it for I wouldn't use it in my backyard at all but I would absolutely just because it's small enough just you know I don't know if you fit in a car but just on the back of your truck doesn't take up a lot of space you could put it out and as your camp you could just cook all sorts of fun stuff so for that I think it's going to be really cool
0: I think it was 13 or 1400 bucks price point Rusty is that too much for you or is that about right for what you're getting I'm 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 rich as fuck, so no, I'm yeah. Good. All right, good for you, uh, Doug. Price point wise, the are you offended or is that right in the wheelhouse?
2: No, I I mean I'd rather you just use my Weber kettle that I have and have some fun with that.
0: John, where do you think? Kevary grills fits into the live fire landscape.
1: Well, you know when I look at this grill, I look I I I my brain takes me to Hasty Bake for some reason, like they're trying to chase that, and I I also think it's a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. Like, the, And I think that it ultimately will just get lost in the clutter because I don't know how it's really going to separate itself out from the myriad of other Weber kettles all the way through hasty bakes and mac grills that are out there today.
0: I really like Antonio. Great energy. I like the cooker on its face. I think it's a pretty unique object. I'm not necessarily offended at, you know, 13, 1400 bucks. When I was talking to him offline, he said that a lot of the inspiration came from Europe where a lot of charcoal commercial grills are being used regularly. We just don't see that here on an everyday basis here in the States. And that's how this whole thing was developed and putting it into a backyard thing. So the fit and finish, I think I've never seen one <laughs> as odd as it was. They were at HPB Expo last year when I was there and I just you know didn't see him outside because probably my eyes were frozen. It was so cold. So I missed my chance to see it in person, but I think that uh, again, fit and finish is probably top notch. I like the concept. I fear it could get lost in also being lumped in with ceramic cookers. If you're looking at a big green egg or a Primo or Kamado Joe, and also this, there's a lot of similarities to a degree. I think, you might have more options and more functionality depending on what you're doing with the Kevry. but i think it, it like john said i think you you end up potentially getting lost here so marketing is going to be very big for them uh, they should be advertising on the show no doubt about it in order to take it to the next level but they need to find the right shows to exhibit this product in in order to, to build a robust dealership so then they can have people touch and feel it and fall in love with it that way so We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up here. So, Doug, anything on a promotion standpoint that you would like to talk about before we leave tonight?
2: Absolutely. All right, give me a little bit of runway. Three things. San Antonio Rodeo, the second largest barbecue contest is this weekend. Oh, over 330 right. teams. Um, I'll be on the next episode, 222, on both sides. Barbecue as well as baseball as a co-host, Matt Whistler. Uh, pitcher for Detroit last year. and then also uh, Tina Cannon mm-hmm. of Netflix. Lastly, I would like to finally friggin announce publicly <laughs> that <laughs> that my rub is in 91 stores of Home Depot. They're doing pilot projects uh, uh, in about 12 cities um san antonio's one dallas if you check my instagram i've got got the cities that that it's on and uh, it actually officially opened up yesterday <laughs> and hopefully it grows to be a little larger why didn't you now. even
0: mention that was in the works i
2: was under super duper secrecy not to say home depot coming out because they wanted to launch it themselves
0: you couldn't say i'm working on a rub you never even mentioned that to any of us ever what the fuck
2: Oh, yeah. I've been working on a rub for two years. You never
0: said anything to us. You've been, uh, you've been a correspondent for 15 years. You never tell us that you're working on a rub. You're <laughs> going to bring the market. You don't have to mention Home Depot. You're trying to offend us yeah, on purpose. For, Look at Rusty. He's getting ready to cry.
2: <laughs> if anybody ha- pays any sort of attention to my Instagram, they know I've been working on a rub. I'm coming up with three rubs in March from Old World Spice.
0: John, on a scale of one to ten, of being offended and 10 is the only answer or how offended are you
1: i'm a 10 of course
0: rusty like,
3: are you like, a 10 hate to say it but D- doug kind of told me because we're best
0: friends <laughs> he told you <laughs> even though i don't get ribs wow all right well, i guess we know who uh who rates and who doesn't on the show knew, knew. all right well uh rusty what do you have to promote here this evening Pitmaster Podcast going back to a weekly
3: podcast. So give a listen at the pod, pit, pit, Pitmasters Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: What about the Food Truck Podcast?
3: Oh yeah. That, oh yeah, that too. That one's that one's coming out soon. I got uh, a couple uh, more to do to wrap up. And then I have to do this, you know, do a little tidying around the, you know, it and then really start releasing
0: them. Mm. Uh John, on a scale of one to ten, Rusty's Food Truck Podcast, uh, one. Not coming out, ten definitely coming out.
1: Ten definitely coming out because I have faith because I really want to listen to it. I'm hopeful. Doug, one to ten.
0: Ten, it's coming. I'm gonna meander uh right there in a five. Uh, there's a lot of words that he's using. Uh look, I'm a podcast expert. And there's a lot of words that he's using that make me feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying it's not happening, but I'm going to sit right at five and uh, we'll see where it goes. I am surprised that Pitmaster's podcast came back to a weekly. I thought that thing was going out. So I was wrong on that. That's why I'm staying at five. Doug, you have something to say. I was
2: going to ask that follow up question. Yeah. What are the odds that the Pitmaster podcast is
0: going to go back down one to ten? Greetings oh. Oh, from Bellevue. Okay, what the fuck is going on here? What is going on here? Well, obviously I got some tinkering to do with the automation software here before next week. <laughs> but it didn't uh, have a big name. Uh all right. Anything else, Rusty? I'm sorry. You good? No, sir. All right, I'm good. John, what are we promoting?
1: I'm good. Get us out of here on time, boss. Everybody all knows right. where to find yeah, me. No Friday.
0: doubt. There they are, the embedded correspondence. Doug from Texas, longest running, and John from Michigan, and Rusty from the great city of Utah. Oh, let's see. Let me punch that out. Let's go. Second hour wrap-up. That's just nothing. Oh, oh, okay. I know what happened there. Didn't stop the top of the hour. I should have. Oh, well. go back here all right you think our buddy is the embedded correspondent so weird Let's talk about Aladino and JRE Tobacco, as Mr. Jonathan mentioned in the first hour. Julio and Justo are geniuses independently together. Mega genius. Bringing to you some of the best cigars available on the market today. You know, I'm a fan of the Corojo Reserva line. But as I said, the Sumatra that has recently been released is quickly making me a stepper outer from time to time on the Reserva. And then of course the Aladino regular Corojo. I have a box of the Petite Coronas. A 4 inch by 40 ring gauge. So smaller. Great for that 30 to 35 minute drive. Not less than that. But if you have an hour drive, it's great. Perf. You need to find a retailer near you. You go to JerryTobacco.com, you find that, then you visit them. If you are at a brick-and-mortar location you're already frequenting and they're not carrying Aladino, make sure you tell them to carry Aladino. Maybe Trey will be the rep out there. We know Trey, Trey Shipley. We're looking to have him on the show here shortly as well. Trying out different blends from the Aroa family demonstrates their expertise in mastering hard-to-grow tobacco varieties like Sumatra and then blending them into a smoking experience that's second to none. You're going to love them. As always, if you want a sample, let me know. Greg at the Central show.com, and I'll shoot you out a couple samples for you to try before you buy. And again, buy in the box. I know you're going to love them, so buy in the box and save. Who doesn't want to save money? JRETobacco.com. That's Tobacco.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. So... Stick around. We'll be right back. Trust me. Mostly error-free. How about that? All the way back in the first hour, Christy Vanover from girlscandrill.com. We talked about the Consumer Electronics Show that she attended in person. First time in 15 years some pretty cool cookers, but said overall it was one-tenth of one percent of what else was going on at CBS. But, again, excited to see some of the grill manufacturers unveiling out there. After Christy, it was Mr. Jonathan from Cigar Authority Podcast and the number two guy, Cigars.com. They have a cigar school that they are selling, so if you're interested, go to the number two guys cigars Look for cigar school I would imagine Second hour all embedded correspondence All the time fun as always Giving you the hot takes And as I said The leading opinion makers In the live fire industry today I will have all the H drive stuff worked out Podcast listeners you'll have no idea What I'm talking about because most of this Will have been edited out Great show planned for you next week we're already with a bonus Tuesday, the first month of the year. Crazy. So it's booked. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. September, uh, how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud US American Greg Rempe. Good night now. in paradise from socal and you are listening to the barbecue central show